0: Good morning, and happy Easter. We are so glad that you're here today, and um, we are honored that you chose to worship with us this morning at Lake Point Church. And many of you you might be here for the first time, or it might have been a long time. You've been here before, it's been a while. We're well, thankful that you came today. There's one thing we want from you today in, in your program as you came in, we have seen a program that says overwhelm on the front. If you open it, and inside is a connection card, and we ask you to take a minute and fill that card out. And at the end of our service, we want to invite you to drop that card in the offering basket as it passes by. That's the only thing we want from you. In fact, we want something for you. We're just glad that you're here, and so thankful that you come. And, and uh, when you, later on, if you turn the card in, you will get a Starbucks gift card for being here. So if it's your first-time guest, you, this will be your lucky day. Make sure you get that gift card. And, um, and also, as you leave today, we have a gift as you walk out, okay? So you get two gifts, and that gift today is a coffee cup for your Starbucks drink later on this week when you get the coffee card, Okay? And so some of you say, oh, man, I want to be a first-time visitor all over again. And, uh, but we're glad that you're here, and thank you for coming. And uh, let me just say this for all the Michigan fans. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right, I know the Michigan State fans, you're like, well, you know what, I'll root for them maybe a little bit. Uh, come on now, they're in the final big game tomorrow night. And, uh, but anyway, uh, this morning, uh, we <laughs> if you woke up, there was a good chance. That you um, step outside the door of your house and saw a little bit of snow. And, you know, today's also April Fool's, and so we kind of got that going on here, too. But um, hey, it's coming. Spring, I believe this. It's right around the corner. It'll be here. I saw a robin bird yesterday, so I know it'll be here anytime. But we are so glad you're here. Well, today I want to kick off with a question as we get started. A question I have for you, and here's my question. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? There's yeah, somebody like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I feel overwhelmed this morning just trying to get to church. I feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Do you ever have that feeling that there's more coming at you than you could possibly handle? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Every now and then I get the opportunity to, you know, as a pastor, to meet new parents, you know, and they've got the new baby, and, and after a couple of weeks, they show up to church in the new stroller, and, and everybody, of course, everybody flocks around the baby, you know, they want to touch the baby, right, they want to hold the baby, some people want to smell the baby, uh, whatever it is, and so I usually go up there, and I see them, and I check out the dad, the new dad, and I say, hey, dad, how's it going, is dad life Awesome. Now, he'll tell me, yes, it is, out of his mouth, but his eyes are telling me a different story. (laughs) I mean, I see in his eyes, eyes of fear. (laughs) Eyes of, I don't know what I'm doing. I see the dark circles around his eyes. He hasn't been sleeping well. I call them new dad eyes. New dad eyes. Some of you know what I'm talking about because at one time you were a new dad and you can experience what I'm talking about. Now, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm 80% deaf. deaf? who, who gets to sleep well at night when the baby's crying? <laughs> I, I, I wake up well. I have no dark circle. Now, my wife over here, she got the new mama eyes and the new dad eyes combined. <laughs> Overwhelmed. Never feel overwhelmed. Perhaps you feel overwhelmed with time. There's not enough time in a day to get everything done. You know, you rush out of school to get your kids on time to school for you to get on time to work. And then you get to work and you try to get everything you gotta get done, and then you gotta leave. At the end of the day, you have to leave on time to pick up your kids from school. And then when you pick them up, you take kid number number one. You gotta take them to karate. And then you gotta take kid number two on the other side of town, which is a 20 minute drive, but you got 15 minutes to make it. All right? You gotta take them to baseball practice. And you make it. Somehow you make it. All right? You get there. And then you take kid number three, the little one, and you take him to McDonald's. And you drop him off in the play place while you just sit down in the booth for just a moment of peace and quiet. And after a few minutes, you know, you order your food, you know, you're picking up dinner at McDonald's. I mean, that's how this day is going. You're picking up food for, for the family. You go and you pick up kid number two and kid number one. You get home and you feel pretty good about yourself until you realize that you left kid number three at the play place at McDonald's. Now, how many of you have ever done that? Or maybe you come close to doing that. Let me see those hands. There we go. There we go. Overwhelmed. There's too much. Maybe, maybe it's your finance. You feel overwhelmed. It's that feeling in your stomach as you walk through the mailbox. Because there's there's already been more months than there's been money. And you got that feeling that that there could be a bill when you open up the mailbox wondering, and you're wondering, how am I going to have the money? How am I going to be able to pay this bill. Overwhelmed, maybe it's your marriage. You might be saying, Scott, a loving, caring relationship sounds awesome." But I would just, uh, but I would just love to have one day, just one day where we don't argue. Just one day where we could be civil. I mean, I'd take that. That be a, that would be a win. You feel overwhelmed. In your marriage. Maybe you're overwhelmed with comparison with social media. Everyone shows off their highlights, right? And you're like, Man, I can never measure up to the people that are highlighting the great spots of their lives. We never put our badness on on our social media. It's always the good stuff. You know, and so you, you start comparing yourself. Now your best friend posts a picture of a meal that she made from scratch, gluten-free, non-dairy, no dye. I mean, this, this is an amazing meal. It looked like it came from Pinterest. And you're sitting there looking at your picture, eating your third bowl of cereal that week. <laughs> and you feel like, man, I can't even measure up. Overwhelmed. It's so easy, right, to be Overwhelmed with life. When I was in Pensacola, Florida, I worked at a church, and and there was a Navy base not far from us, and we got to minister to a lot of Navy men and Marines. And there was three men, Marine guys, named Mac, Jason, and Calvin. I can't remember Calvin. Calvin was from Houston, Texas, straight from boot camp. He was, you know, he, he, uh, He was really, really, really smart, but he also had a problem. He had a foot-and-mouth disease. Uh, How many of you men know what I'm talking about? All right, there we go, all over the room, all over the house, right? We all know what we're talking about, that foot-and-mouth disease. He always got himself in trouble, always said something dumb. And his buddy started to pick up on this idea. and said, man, every time you say something dumb, we're going to make you wear a backpack full of rocks. And for the PT in the morning, for the early physical training, when you run three miles, you have to wear that backpack. And Calvin would do it. I don't know why, but he would do it. And if he said something stupid, hey, backpack. If he said something dumb, backpack. If he was late, backpack. If he overslept, backpack. Almost every day, he had to wear a backpack full of rocks. And I I bet Calvin was probably the strongest guy in the squad, I bet he was, because he wore backpacks of rocks all the time. And I got to thinking about this. I got to thinking about Calvin and his backpack. Now think about us, how you and I, we wear backpacks. In fact, I've got a backpack right here. And we're wearing backpacks. And we put rocks in it. And we're overwhelmed with the rocks of this life. And we put them in. We do this to ourselves. We put in these rocks. This rock might represent guilt. Your past. You can't get past your past. And you wear this rock in your backpack. Perhaps some of you have a rock of worry. You worry about everything. You worry about tomorrow, next week, next month. Next year, you worry, and you wear that rock of worry all the time. Some of you, you wear, you put in the rock of anger, bitterness. It consume you, and you wear it in your backpack. Others of you, you wear a rock of grief, and grief is a powerful emotion. And for some of us here, you've been trying to overcome a grief and you just seem like you can't get ahead of it. And it has burdened you. It has worn you down. And you wear that grief. Others of you, you wear a backpack of, uh, a rock of stress. You put a rock of stress in your life. And you wear it. You're stressed out about everything. Others of you, here's another rock. The rock of depression. The rock of depression. There are days, we don't even feel like getting out of the bed in the morning or at all that day. And you wear that rock, and it has your life. And like Calvin, he runs it for three miles. But many of you, you wear this backpack, and you put it on, and it's a part of your life. And you run everywhere with it. And you're tired. You're broken. You're overwhelmed. The rocks have consumed you. There two quick thoughts I want to talk about this morning, and we'll be done. If this is you, there is hope. And I want to give you that hope, because you don't have to wear this backpack full of rocks. You don't have to wear it throughout the week and every day. There is hope for those who are burdened with rocks. And the first thought is this. If you want to get rid of the rock, you have to acknowledge the rock that you're wearing. You have to acknowledge it. You have to take inventory of what you're doing, of what you're wearing. And only you can do this. You have to decide. You have to determine the rock that you're holding on to that's in your backpack. And you're wearing them. In fact, the Old Testament, Job, He recognized and he acknowledged the rocks. He kept it quiet. He kept it silent for himself, but eventually he got to a point where he had to say, I've got the rocks. I've got to do something about it. Job 7, verse 11, he said, he said, therefore, I am, I will not keep silent. I am done being quiet. I am going to announce these rocks that I'm carrying. And he said, I will speak out. In the anguish of my spirit, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. David, in the Psalms, he acknowledged his wrath. He said in Psalm 109, verse 22, he said, For I am poor and needy. My heart is wounded within me. This morning, the most important thing you could do the very first, the first step that you need to take is get knowledge the rocks. Perhaps it's worry, grief, stress, perhaps it's depression, perhaps it's guilt, whatever it might be. In the next sermon series, the next week, we're going to continue to unpack each one of these rocks. And we're going to help you learn how to deal with each one of these areas of your life as we continue the next six, seven weeks. And I hope you be a part of it. We're going to talk about these things, but you have to acknowledge it. You've got you to be willing to be, be honest with yourself and say, I am carrying rocks, But I'm tired. I'm worn out. Here's the second thought. You acknowledge your rocks, then you have to make the choice to leave your rocks behind. You have to make the choice. I can't make the choice for you. I see so many people wearing pants, and I so badly want to take it off for you. But at the end of the day, you have to take it off. It's your choice. I can't do it. There's a powerful statement I want to make here. We'll keep coming back to it. You are one choice away from a different life. You are one choice away from a better life. You're one, one choice away from taking off the backpack of rocks in your life. It says, God, how can I do that? What is that choice? What are you talking about? And it all goes back to a man named Jesus. You see, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born in a in a manger, in a humble manger, in a cave outside of Bethlehem. He grew up and lived a perfect life because he was the son of God who took on human flesh. He made the choice to come down here to rescue you and to rescue me and to rescue mankind. And he lived a perfect life and he started preaching a message of hope, love, compassion, And people started following after Jesus. They started flocking, and he was drawing himself a a, a large crowd of people. And the religious people of the day, they were upset about this. Because the religious people, they had control. They had the rules. They had everybody in the palm of their hands. And Jesus showed up upsetting the apple cart. He was messing things up. People were following after him and not after their man made rules. And so these religious leaders in Jerusalem got together and came up with some accusations that they can accuse Jesus of. They arrested Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. They, They took him to court in a very illegal court in the middle of the night. On the very same night that they arrested him. They tried him, and they found him guilty. That morning, at sunrise, they stood before the Roman governor of that region, Pontius Pilate. See, the religious leader they wanted to kill him, but they didn't have the permission to do so unless they got a, a sign-off deal from Pontius Pilate. And so Pontius Pilate, he, he tried to overstep the decisions. He said, man, I don't see no... Farting the man. What are y'all talking about? But they kept pushing and pushing. And Pontius Pilate, at the end of the day, he washed his hands and said, okay, you do what you want with him. And they said, we want to crucify him. And they crucified Jesus. They took him outside of the walls of Jerusalem. He carried his own cross. He was beaten. He was wearing a crown of thorns. And He had a choice to do this. He didn't have to. But he knew that this was the only choice for him to do it in order for you and I to have the life that we do not deserve. And they took him to the cross. And they nailed him and he on that cross died. They put Jesus in a bowel tomb. And for three days, history was at a crossroad. Silence. Silence. Our hope was gone. It was over, lights out, the light of Jesus had dimmed back to the darkness. And on that third day, on that Easter Sunday morning, a few people came to the tomb. And they went there to, to, to anoint the body. And they showed up. And I like to say this, and I say it every year. Nobody was expecting nobody. Because they got there, and the body was gone. The stone had been moved away. And on top of that stone was an angel who makes a grand announcement to those that were there. He said, he is not here. He is alive. He is risen. He has come back from the grave. And that's just the hope that we have in Jesus. On this day, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We celebrate what he's done. He is alive. He is risen. The stone moved. If Jesus can move the stone of his own grave, he can move the stones in your backpack. The grave tried to overwhelm Jesus, but Jesus overcame. And some of you here this morning, you're wearing this backpack. You're overwhelmed with guilt, stress, depression, anger, grief, worry, whatever it is, you're overwhelmed with life. You're tired. You're worn out. In fact, I'm worn out right now. I've been wearing this backpack for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm glad my chiropractor will be open tomorrow. But the sad fact is this. Some of you have been wearing a backpack your entire life. You're so used to it that you can't even acknowledge what's in it anymore. And I pray that today that you will acknowledge and that you will see hope. You're tired. The Bible says, and Jesus says this in Matthew 11, verse 28, he said, Come to me, all you, all of you, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, here's what I don't want you to miss this morning. I said earlier, a few minutes ago, that you are one choice away from a different life, a better life. One choice, one choice away. You know what that choice is? Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. You can take your backpack of rocks. You can take it off. Only you can do this. Only you can make the choice. And then you can place it, at the foot of the cross, at the foot of Jesus. Only Jesus can relieve you of your guilt. You see, so many of us, we look for answers in all the wrong places. We're looking for a solution from this psychiatrist. We're looking for a solution in that self-help book and that blog post and this person and that person, and they may be giving you great advice. But they don't have the end all solution. The only person who has the end all solution for what you need is Jesus at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. And my prayer for you is this. Perhaps maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with life, but today, you will hand those rocks to Jesus. And I pray that when you hand those rocks to Jesus, that you will be overwhelmed in a total different way. You say, overwhelmed? I thought you were trying to get rid of overwhelmed. No, I hope you will get overwhelmed by God's grace. I hope that you will be overwhelmed with God's goodness, his mercy, God's forgiveness, his power, that you will be overwhelmed by his unconditional love for you. I pray that the decision you make, I pray that today you give your life to Jesus. Like I said, you're one decision away. You're one choice away from a better life. It's not a life that I can give not a life that nobody else can give, but only Jesus. Why? Because he lived. He died. He was buried. And he rose again. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's message. There's so many of us here, God, that are overwhelmed with life. So many people that are overwhelmed with the circumstances that they're facing. And they're overwhelmed. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to handle it. God, I pray that today they will give their rocks to you. Perhaps there's some people here this morning. They have been carrying this big rock of guilt this rock of their past and they can't let go of it. They can't get over the past. God, I pray that today, I pray that today that they will see hope in the cross. I pray that they see hope in the risen Savior. I pray that today They choose Jesus. And if you're here today, you say, Scott, I feel empty. I feel heavy. I have been wandering the whole world over looking for answers. And I have missed Jesus. I have bypassed his love and grace, his mercy. And today, I want to make that one choice where I can take off once and for all the rocks and give them to Jesus. I want to give them the rock of the guilt of my past and leave it at the foot of the cross. And today, I want to make that decision. I want to make that choice. And here's what the Bible tells us. If that Jew this morning said, I need to make that decision, God, here's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that we are separated from God by our own sin. And God was not okay with the reality of us being separated from him, our only God. And so he acted. And you know how he acted? He sent his one and only son, Jesus. He died. buried. He rose again. And he he did that for your sins. He did that for my sins. He did that for the sin of all mankind. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how far removed you feel from God, you can look to God and say, God, I'm ready today to receive your forgiveness. I'm ready to receive your love. That you offered me to your son Jesus. And I'm going to confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And I'm going to believe in my heart that Jesus Christ did not remain in the grave. But that God raised him from the grave. And I can have a new life through him. And here's what we're going to do. If that's you, God, that's what I want to do. And I want to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's the hope. Here's the answer I'm looking for. And today, I want to make that decision. And if that's you this morning, I'm going to lead you in a, what we call a sinner's prayer. It's a sinner's prayer. And I'm going to invite you to pray. In the quietness of your heart, you can pray these words. and not praying it to me, not praying it to nobody else, but you're praying to a holy God who's listening to the prayers that you're speaking out in your heart he prayed a prayer that simply says this. You can repeat after me with this prayer. He said, dear God, thank you so much for loving me enough to send Jesus to die on the cross and to be raised from the grave so that I can have eternal life. And God, because you've done that, I'm ready to turn from my sin and to follow Jesus. Thank you for this new life that you have given me. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for taking away the guilt of my sin. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for being risen again and conquering the grave. And if that's you, no one's looking. He says, God, in that moment, on this Easter Sunday morning, I prayed that prayer, and I asked Jesus to come to my life. I asked him to come into my heart. I made the one choice that matters, the one decision that matters, the most historical decision you could ever make in your life. I made it today. And here's what we want you to do. No one's looking. No one's looking. But here's what I want you to do. This is a very private moment for those who made that decision. It says, God, I ask you this question. And at the count of three, I'm going to invite you to raise your hand. And we want to celebrate with you. We have a team of people that are going to come down each aisle, and they're going to give a bag to all those that raised their hand. And they're going to give you the gift. And in that bag will be... A, a Bible, a booklet, some resources to help you in this new life that you just made today, that decision you made. And if that's you, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. And anybody else, if you're a follower of Christ, I want you to celebrate. I want you to clap your hand out loud because Jesus came and did something awesome in some people's lives today. At the count of three, if you had Christ to come in your life, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Three, let's all clap. Let's go. the you ask life, raise your hand. Say, I made that decision. I made that decision. I want up here. Keep clapping. Woo! Several of you made decisions. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you that we can have real freedom from the backpack of sin. The backpack of rock, the backpack of the things of this world, we never...